Going on, Geeks. You listen to episode 362 of the Geeks of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly had to step out. We actually all had to step out last week, um, which we haven't done in a long time without like it being a holiday. We always take holidays yeah. off when we can. Um, but we all kind of just took a mental day, mental health day, and that was yeah, we needed really it. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I ran away to the forest. I went to um, a park called Petty Jean, um, and nice. they have a hike it's four and a half miles long. It's a loop. It's called Seven Hollows. Uh, if you're hmm. in the area at all, um, it's on like a list of some of the best hikes in Arkansas. It's amazing. I have pictures on my Instagram of it, uh, but I basically grabbed a hammock, found uh, a place. It's it's a hammock safe state park. I know the rules. I looked it up. Uh, <laughs> found out that's a big. I didn't even think about that until someone had mentioned it to me, but. Um, you know, don't just put hammocks up in random places that aren't. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know that was a thing, but that's cool. Yeah. It can hurt the trees. So, um, you got to kind of like know if it's, if it's okay to do or not, but, um, yeah, super, super cool. Um, took a nap in the middle of nowhere and it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, Um, I, I did a, uh, so the reason I was like good with that mental health day was, on Friday night, I did a charity stream for my friends at Victims and Villains. And it turned out, just because I think I, I covered for somebody who was having technical issues, I stayed up a total of 24 hours on Friday. Wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I had drank in coffee earlier that day and then like had some like energy later in the day, thinking, like, okay, cool, this will last me until I need to go to sleep. And it was one of those things where I just, you know, I was helping the next person, and I was like, hey, um... It's like, I can just, you don't have a lot of time left. I can just cover for you. And they're like, oh, you know, you appreciate it. And and so, yeah, I stayed up for 24 hours. And then I got some sleep. And then later that day, I actually met, uh, on Saturday, I met Dallas and Celeste. Uh, they came, they were down That's here so in, cool. in town for a youth conference. And so I went and showed them this really good Mexican food spot and hung out yes. with them for about an hour. So it was really great to Such meet them. Such great people. Yeah, they're super awesome. Um and so it was finally good to meet them. And then, like, I was still slightly recovering, like, even on <laughs> Sunday. And then, like, For sure. I'm like, yeah, I could use the rest still. So, like, it was it worked out. So Yeah, definitely. That, uh, sounds like an awesome hike, though. And then, uh, Shelly, you probably, she probably doesn't want us to get, like, super into the details. But um, uh, she had a bit of an emergency, family, family and medical. So she is not here again. We don't ask for prayer on the podcast, probably um, as much as we should. Uh, we got all these listeners, uh, mm-hmm. the prayer warriors out there that would, but I believe that Shelly would very much appreciate, uh, your prayers, uh, while they yeah. kind of go through, um, kind of a situation. So, um, yeah. hopefully everything will be all right with that, but, mm-hmm. uh, we're thinking about you, Shelly. We're praying for you. We love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week though, we're geeking out about Disney games, almost yeah. Disney cat movies, Disney Halloween TV shows, and other Mouse Monopoly news. Everything's somehow, Disney all the time. We somehow found a way to connect it all again. Yes. Um, still <laughs> waiting on Disney to buy us. It hasn't happened yet, but... Um, <laughs> if it ain't Disney, be... it's going to be Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't put that in the news. I guess it's not uh, the leaked email. Did you see that? This is kind of a rant, not that, a news Well, that's what, that's what this news article with Bethesda is kind of related to. Okay, cool. Uh, yep. About them yep. wanting to buy Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, if it was, yep. I don't know. <laughs> that might have been a problem. Uh huh. Because you would have just gotten the Xbox Switch, I guess, and the Nintendo games. But I don't know. Yeah. Very Monopoly like. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Google, Apple, Xbox, Disney. And then I think that hits all the bases. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Maybe Warner Brothers <laughs> Music? Sony. No, Ooh. Sony Music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the big, the big labels. Either like Warner Bros. or Sony. Anyways, yeah. um, I'm getting off on a tangent here. Talking uh-huh. about the games we've been playing, I told everyone that I uh, bought Starfield, or got Starfield, and I haven't touched it. 
Um, <laughs> so there was an update about <laughs> for Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, they um, had the 2.0 update. Yeah, it's really cool. I spent the last couple days doing that. I don't know if I I'm pretty sure that there are new missions, but I'm not sh- I'm not positive. I may have just been Cyberpunk is so annoying about uh, the way time works as far as missions mm-hmm. go, and so missions will like they take place a certain amount of time in game after the last mission happens. Right. And so I may have just been flying through so much that I'm like just now getting these things as i'm walking through but i had been playing for quite a while and was pretty sure that i wasn't gonna get any more missions the last time i'd played it mm. uh, besides beating it so i can't find anything on the internet saying whether or not these are new missions or they, if this they is have just... said that they were adding various like side content so i don't yeah, okay. know if that was like i didn't know if that was like locked to phantom liberty or if it was right. like just to the game it hasn't really um nothing it's been important but it's been fun uh, just little mm. cool things. Uh, they're they're nice. connecting some dots that were like not really, they just didn't really matter, and then they kind of gave them a little reason to matter, which is cool. There was tributes and stuff. I guess they added related to edge runners also that uh, was not tied to Phantom Liberty. So oh, cool. yeah, there's something there, pretty there big is... actually. Um, yeah. Their whole skill trees, and you can get an edge runner as a skill tree uh, mm-hmm. perk. Uh, be prepared for that if you're playing it. Uh, some people, I guess the director said you should restart the game and. That's certainly a choice. I don't think I can do that. Um, I just don't. Ooh, play I don't know. I'm pretty far into the game and I haven't beat it yet. Yeah, I I did beat it, and so I'm kind of bummed. Like I'm gonna have to buy Phantom Liberty and enjoy everything that's new. But I don't mm. think I. I think I'd be done with the game again. By the time I beat it again, I would be like I'm. Hmm. I'm done. I don't need a DLC at that point. Um, yeah, but be prepared, I, yeah. LJ. You you haven't turned it on yet. Um, your entire skill tree is. Um, you got all your skill points back, and they reset everything oh respect everything wow okay yep so you have to go through because it's so different and uh put your points back to where you you want them Mm, Um, okay and it's weird because they're like yeah now you can play your own way and i was like i was playing my own way i had my skill tree set up the way that i wanted but this does look a little bit more traditional uh as far as rpgs go uh it's actually kind of funny because i'm playing uh forbidden west as well and besides the fact that one is from the top to the bottom the other one's from the bottom to the top they are like mm-hmm. more similar rpg skill trees <laughs> that's funny yeah um, yeah excited for phantom liberty the car combat i'm really bad at but it's cool um there is a couple different things with uh the way you can get out of the car hmm. which sounds really stupid but is a lot of fun because i can just like double jump out of a car right now nice um, it feels very powerful um and then you brought up the edge runners thing. You can get cyber psychosis, uh, I guess. And so the way that it's going to work in the game, from what I've seen, I I don't have it, so I can't really get too far into it. But from what I'm gathering, you will just go like go into a rage um, every once in a while if you have the perk and yeah. have your have enough specs to to go into cyber psychosis. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because the whole concept is if you do too much or you do, you know, if you get too crazy with it in the show, then you get the psychosis. So, yeah, I wonder insane. how that works in the game. Yeah, it seems like you just get like a small rage piece and then it goes okay. away, um, which I mean, they can't have you just like permanently go crazy and not be able to control your character. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, and there's a couple different like there's small things, little text messages I'm getting from people that are just following up that I thought I'd never hear from again because the game mm-hmm. is over. Just little hmm. things that are nice. Um, wow. It is really interesting to go from Forbidden West, which is very peaceful most times, um, unless you're, like, fighting something, uh, to this where everything is so loud. I actually went to the Badlands. Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but, like, the Badlands and uh, Cyberpunk just to get away from the noise of the city because mm-hmm. uh, it was so loud. <laughs> uh, and not, like, sound loud, just yeah. visually. So much going on. You need some, some calm. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Cool to come back to Night City. I'm having a lot of That's fun awesome. so far. Yeah, what have you been playing, LJ? Cool. Um, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Um, kind of overloaded myself for a minute. Um, so I have played... First, I, I got it on Early Access. I played... Um, it's officially out now. I played Mortal Kombat 1. I finished... Not that these stories are entire, like very long, but I finished the entire story in like a day or two. Cool. You didn't and, play it on the Switch, did you? 
No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the Switch <laughs> I've version seen the was really side bad. by sides. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is I had I have Mortal Kombat 11 on Switch just because like when and that was fine. Like yes, it was kind of hamstrung, you know, because of. I mean, I have Mortal Kombat 11 on like Xbox and PlayStation as well, but that port for this game apparently on Switch is really bad. So. I'd yeah. say wait for an update. Ed Boon said they are gonna, they are working on fixing that. Um, but other than that, if you play Mortal Kombat One on an actual like full console, it's pretty fun. It's interesting the changes they've made as far as like gameplay and stuff. The direction they kind of took the story is interesting. Um, with, you know, changing up some of the roles of the characters, and then also like even though some of those roles change, history tends to still repeat itself. And that's kind of the whole concept of the game. It's like, oh, no matter how hard you try, like, you know, this world is doomed for, for combat, basically. Um, hmm. The story gets super bonkers, like, almost like Loki, Multiverse of Madness kind of, like, nonsense. Like, it's, you know, splitting of timelines and things like that. It gets super insane. Almost like Armageddon insane, like Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Um it's it's good. It's fun. I like I, I like young Raiden. He's he's kind of cool. He's just like a humble farm farm you know farmer dude. Um, all the princesses are still alive, like Sindel and Katana and Melina. They almost have like a like since they run their own kingdom, it, they almost have like a Kardashian like reverence in that world. Like they're the queens, you know. <laughs> okay. They run that place. Like it's just like to me, I don't like that, that's the best comparison. Is like just the reverence that you know, like you know that you know that group has you know like just because they're a family and stuff that basically runs the show um it's cool though it's fun there's this seasonal mode called invasions where it's like a board game almost like you run to each tile and you got to do a challenge and then the more you get through this i guess yeah it's seasonal so i'm trying to get to the final board but basically you get to the last one and you can fight like in each boss you fight or like you know you get like different cosmetics and skins um the premium stuff like the having to pay like money to get stuff it's like i've unlocked so much stuff without even like having it thrown in my face so there's like gonna be plenty to do doesn't seem like there's a battle pass they're gonna make you buy or anything so it's super fun it seems like they're gonna give me a, they're gonna give me a lot to do so it's gonna be one of those games i can see myself going back to um so yeah, if you're into mortal Kombat, yeah it's worth a look um, the other game I played only because my buddy was like, hey, like, my wife got me Baldur's Gate for our anniversary, and I was like, oh, cool, like, you know, we could totally play that when I get it, and then a day later, I'm like, oh, my finger slipped, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I bought the game, um, it is very chaotic, depending, and so I actually played, you can play online, I played with a full, a full party of four people, including me, um, that was super chaotic and fun. Um, playing by myself feels like the true playthrough because I'm getting to kind of soak in the world and just, you know, do things at my leisure. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm playing with people, especially, you know, like my friends, it's like it just feels like you're going at a clip and moving super fast, especially when some of us had seen that early content, you know, that quickly before. Um, it's it is very D&D for better or worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rolling the checks is so fun um playing some of the classes and just knowing like it's weird going into a game and being like oh i know what this does mostly you know or like i know what you know and so it's it's really good i've so i one of the one of the campaigns we're doing or one of the playthroughs we're doing i'm playing a paladin and you can actually become an oathbreaker paladin as a subclass so what happened with that was early on in the game the first hour or so um you one of the party members like one of the npc party members you can get she's stuck in this cage uh, from these like tiefling bandits or whatever or i don't know if they're bandits but they're just like capturing her so you can be like hey let's kill them and then shoot her down and then so at first my friends were like oh like we've all done this before like let's just shoot her down and like or let's persuade them and then like shoot her down so that's what we did and so okay cool she falls down we're like all right cool she's in our party or she's in our group now then one of my friends proceeds to fight the tieflings they're just like oh i'm gonna attack them i'm like why'd you do that (laughs) and then so very dandy because i helped fight the tieflings because i attacked one of the tieflings i had this oathbreaker 
paladin like have this vision like bring me this vision or whatever and it's like oh you've broken your oath and all that you know come see me at your camp you know if you decide that you want to fully break your oath and i'm like oh i was like i did not know that was a thing and so it's just like fascinating the attention to detail that this game does have um and it's the little things it's all these little things that i feel like D fans are like really gonna love um super fun that's awesome yeah and then that seems so cool it is it really is um and then the last thing it took a few days because it had a really rough launch with servers but me and a buddy of mine we finally got into payday three which is on game pass me and me and my buddy we are payday two veterans played so many hours of it uh, payday (laughs) two and so now we're like all right cool we got to get back in we got to see if we can get the old crew back together if not we're just going to get new we're just going to get two other people you know it's just like it's kind of like those heist movies where it's like you have the guys that are like, oh yeah, we've been do- we've been doing this before. We're getting pulled back in, <laughs> and so yeah. um, that's been fun to play. Even though it's still got a lot of con- like it's still got a lot of room to grow because it's still new. But Payday Three is pretty fun too. So I've been playing a lot. <laughs> so cool. That, that's what I've been up to. Sweet. We'll get into the gaming news then. Uh, yeah. Ahead, boy, LJ. Yeah. So. Um, first piece of news is that Hideki Kamiya is leaving Platinum Games. Hideki Kamiya is known for the creation of Resident Evil. Um, and, um, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, a bunch of those, like, a bunch of the action games that we know and love. A lot of people know, like, games like the Wonderful 101 from, like, the Wii U. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's responsible for that. Okay. Um... And he's worked with developers like Shinji Mikami, who um, was known for um, a couple other things. Like, she's done some stuff as well. She used to be part of Platinum, I think. Um, but they, but he's done a bunch of like a bunch of really well-known games, especially through Capcom. And he decided he's living Platinum Games. He's does not sure what he's going to go do yet, but he still basically says like, "I'm going to be making games." So. Whether that's through his own studio or he goes back somewhere, um, but yeah, a lot like a lot of people enjoy that dude's work. So, um, yeah. Platinum Games, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. There's like the Platinum Games that are like there's that part of the company that's like, oh, we're gonna do this like cheesy like licensed game that's probably not very good, you know. But then there's like the side of that company that also like makes and publishes really good stuff like Near Automata and stuff like that, and um, Bayonetta and stuff like that. Um, so it's just interesting. Like I'm curious to see where that dude's gonna go and seeing what's gonna happen with it. So yeah, yeah crazy. Sure. Feels like an end, yeah. it feels like an end of an era for a lot of people for platinum for people who love like platinum games. You know, oh, we didn't get a ton of details on like what exactly happened. But I thought the wording was really interesting with the. Uh, yep. We regret to inform you, and that could be easily just be translation. Translation. Uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we're good yep. to announce that he will be leaving. I'm like, hmm. Um, I want him to go back to Capcom and make and help make a new beautiful Joe game. That'd be cool. Pla- I think Platinum originally, or I think they were called Clover at the time, but they originally made that game. I'm like, I want more. I want, I want that game to come back. <laughs> so, um, cool. yeah. So, um, the next piece of news I think is probably the one we're gonna get the more discussion and, and thoughts out of. But um, I was interested to like I this is a link I randomly clicked on, so I'm like, okay, like. You know, Leaker, can, you know, um, reveals Bethesda's next project. And I'm thinking, okay, well, whatever. Like, this is probably going to be a dumb article. Um, but it turns out that Bethesda's next project might be a Disney property. And this is coming out of what we were just talking about with, like, the Microsoft leaks and all that. And how they're going to buy Nintendo and all this stuff. Or they looked at buying Nintendo. Um, but... And this also makes sense because their uh, machine, I think, machine game works, machine games, I think it's called. Um, they're working on an Indiana Jones game. Those are the people that made Wolfenstein, and so whichever studio they got, yeah. Bethesda has working on this thing. Um, I'm curious to see what it is. Um, so um, yeah, I think it's exciting. I, uh, could be a lot of different things. You would mention maybe a, a pirates thing. I think that would be really cool. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. So uh, I remember this game. Uh, I don't know if they published it or it was a team that worked on it. It was not. It was pretty. It was a pretty rough game. 
but it was a part it was a Pirates of the Caribbean game that was done by Bethesda and it was on Xbox I think um so, weird. so I'm just like oh they could totally go back to that like they've definitely worked on a Pirates of the Caribbean game before um you don't I'm necessarily I'm down with some Pirates Skyrim that's yeah, my thing is like, I'm like what it would be like Skyrim or Fallout I'm like Fallout version yeah. of <laughs> I mean we literally just had Space Fallout um you can do yeah basically Pirate Skyrim like they're not a one trick and... pony but Yep. They're kind of a wood. They're like a two-trick pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- then we've had other like pirate-themed RPGs like that before too. So I'm like, you could take the layup and just do Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I would be curious to see what else they could do though. So I mean, there's lot that is yet. Yeah. Disney yeah. properties. Mm-hmm. Totally. Star Wars um, would be cool. Star Wars kind of overdone, but some kind of Star Wars game. Yeah, we we definitely got a lot of those coming. Yeah. I feel like Outlaws is what I would want a Bethesda Star Wars to be anyway, so... Yeah. Um, that feels like a Red Dead uh, Star Wars. I'm so down for it that. It really does. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Pir- I, you know, I can't think of a better choice than Pirates, though, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. a pirate-themed RPG. Um, Real mythical a new, a new stuff one going on. Some fantastical thing. Yeah. Cool. And then it's like, if you do a single-player thing, like, we already have Skull and Bones and Sea of Thieves... Um, which, you know, those are like multiplayer centric things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think pirates would be the way to go. That's cool. So we'll get uh, into but, yeah. the movies then. Um, I'll go, we'll start with you, Jay. <laughs> okay. Um, I definitely went, I don't, I tend to not watch a lot of these. Um, but when I do, I seem to enjoy most of them. Uh, I watched a horror movie and this okay. is probably... One of the most popular, I guess, horror movies or independent movies to come out in the last couple months. But the movie is Talk to Me. And it is an A24 movie. And okay. um, so it's it's low budget, but it's it's really the Green Knight is maybe cringe anything A21. A24 does some or A24, good stuff. A24. So like, Not Green A21. Was... A21 is a uh, human trafficking <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean... Everything Everywhere All at Once was A24 as well, I believe. Um, so it really depends on the project um, because they're backing most of these projects. Um, and so Talk to That's Me so is... Funny. It's low budget. Um, it's, it's definitely a low, lower budget horror movie, but it's it's good. It's it's about... Um, and this is... You know, I know we're, it's kind of... We're getting into kind of spiritual stuff here. So I would definitely not recommend it if, like, you know, if, if this kind of thing makes you uncomfortable. But basically it's these... Coll- the, uh, the, yeah, these, like, college kids messing with this like i guess it's like ceramic or something or it's like sealed it's supposed to be this hand that was like part of this like uh, i don't know if it was like a witch or somebody i forget they explained it in the movie they're basically doing a ouija board type thing though right yes they are and so basically you do this thing and you basically let let yourself get possessed for a while and just like trip out and like basically let the spirits in basically um Which, yes, it's very, I can, I find the Ouija board thing, like any, if any movie are messing with like actual like seances or like Ouija board stuff, I will nope out of that. But this is like a totally fictional like way of doing it to me. Uh So I was like, okay, like I don't, you know, this is totally made up. Yeah. Um, So, so basically they grab the hand, they tie themselves to the chair and grab the hand and then do the thing. Um, And basically this, the story is like, oh. What happens if you keep messing with it and something and something goes wrong? You know, like, um, and they have there's definitely like some violence. There's definitely like violence and nudity. Um, but it's all like it's not like one of those things horror movie tropes where it's like, oh, we're gonna make this full of gore and full of nudity just because we can, just because we have the R rating. Like, let's just go hard on it. Um, it's genuine. It's it's an interesting story, and the ending kind of leaves you wondering like okay like what did that mean you know so it's just kind of one of those movies that might make you start googling googling or watching a youtube video or something afterwards and just to be like oh how should we how should i interpret that or whatever um i I definitely it's one of those movies where i definitely have my own theories you know and it was cool so going to work the next day talking to a coworker and being like like oh here's my theory about it and you know kind of a thing so Mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was interesting it, it was it was solid i i really give them props for being a low for being like a low budget like horror movie it was very well done and very freaky and very chilling for for what they had so yeah it's solid if, if you can stomach that sort of thing 
Um, I looked it up. Just I was thinking A twenty one. Uh, so A twenty four, cringy yeah. uh, a movie, uh, production company. Um, to me, I don't know. I know that's probably there's a niche for it. Green Knight ruined me on A twenty four films. Um, but A twenty one is a lovely uh organization, nonprofit that you should definitely okay. check out. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that it was like a bad. Not, not I was gonna say not that like my reaction to it was being a bad like a bad organization, but it was like oh. That's yeah. No, I was just like, oh dang, <laughs> that's something completely different. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. A twenty one. Human trafficking. Uh, uh, <laughs> they fight human trafficking specifically. Um, yeah. not, that, <laughs> not that I figured they were, it was for it, but I'm like, you never know. Yeah. Certain, you never I know. Mean, you never know if you've never heard of something before. A twenty one could mean anything. Um, yeah, really it, it's interesting that they have such similar names. I don't know if there's any connection <laughs> or not, but I doubt it. After the Green Knight. Yeah. Green Knight was wasn't <laughs> what I wanted. I'm being a baby about it. Um, and then they had the lamb thing. What was the sheep movie? Oh! Yeah. Um, Treated a, a sheep like a person? I don't know. A24? Yes. There there are some... There are definitely some very... It's an independent film company, so they basically mm-hmm. back and distribute, you know, people's independent films. Um, the Green Knight, I do agree, in like, that movie did have some issues that weren't necessarily, like... They're bigger than just I don't know. There are bigger issues than like I feel like what the movie was like trying to be. I think my biggest issue with it was the advertising because yeah, they adver- when yeah, I was advertised, I did not think movie. like yep. they were like showing this battle scene, uh, this like battlefield, yep, nope. and I'm like, man, this looks like it's gonna be good, and then um, the battlefield was like ten seconds of the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree. Um, anyways, tangents. Uh, <laughs> I got to watch, uh, finally, Mutant Mayhem, which is yeah. funny. So I've been wanting to watch Legends, I think is what it's called, or Legend, Legendary, something like that. It's got, um, who plays Bane and Venom? Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, and then it's his twin. And I keep going to Amazon Prime, and I'm like, I'm going to watch that, and something else will pop up in my suggested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to pay for um, the Tom Hardy movie. And so I, you know, Paramount Plus, I was like, oh, well, I can watch this for free. <laughs> the Mutant Mayhem. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we watched Mutant Mayhem, and uh, I really, really loved it. I was giggling the entire time. It was it's so good. so good. <laughs> I just had a grin on my face that whole movie. It is exactly what the Ninja Turtles should be, and it's crazy to me that they haven't been yet. Um, yeah. I think they say that they're 15 years old in the movie. But they feel like they're 13 and 14. They feel like very much little kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're running around being goofy. Uh, they feel like annoying teenagers. Um, yeah. And it's all of them, not just, <laughs> uh, you know, Mikey. Uh, I think he probably got represented the least. And that's probably just because, I mean, I was ever talking about this beforehand, but not only was he like the comic relief, but um, I think like the other ones kind of, they're always so like this is the angry one and this is the mm-hmm. nerdy one and this has to be the leader um and they had those personalities but the personality like it, they weren't engulfed in that personality right um, they all were at the heart before any of that teenagers and that was really yeah cool. yeah um also i've never thought about it being so weird that april o'neill is an adult um but really cool making her a high school kid yeah uh, because it's kind of weird that she's like this adult hanging out with these teenagers that have a big crush on her yeah in all the other movies never yeah. found that problematic till now but now i'm like that that is a little problematic <laughs> yeah um i think she's also younger my... in like one of the cartoons or, or like oh is she okay recently. but they've been de-aging her slowly like like the past couple like times they've like done this well this yeah. i mean i was like spot on still maybe yeah. a little problematic that uh I might be a little bit spoilery. There's no kissing or anything, but yeah. uh, they still like the turtles. She still likes the turtles. Yeah, that that's that's yeah. It's definitely <laughs> something that's been explored in the past. So, so weird. Uh, yeah, the turtles are kind of goofy in general. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm really curious how the next one will go. Um, I think they've confirmed that there's a second movie. I'm not there's sure. There's an end credits scene, I think, too. That basically definitely sets it up. It. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll be curious just given like where the characters are at the end of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but it all ends up being 
way bigger and goofier in the end than I thought it would like oh, be yeah. uh, the ending. I was like, what is happening at this point? Um, but a lot of goofy, silly fun. Um, I think everyone else has been raving about it. I'm kind of late to the party on it, but uh, worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Also, would love, probably will never happen, but would totally be down for a Ninja Turtles, Miles Morales uh crossover they definitely that's that that movie was definitely the style of it was definitely influenced by uh, yeah the art's a little different but because of the last spider-verse movie uh you can just make that work yep and uh i think i i just want to see miles interact with these turtles so bad (laughs) because i think it would work so well together it's that east that east coast just style and influence you know that both of these movies have Mm -hmm. um especially like the 90s hip-hop influence of like i mean it's like older i feel like the ninja turtles definitely has that like older east coast hip-hop influence just because it's so, so like the music and everything mm-hmm. but like like spider-verse has like such like a modern like uh kind of version of that and so yeah. it's like that east coast style i think just like meshes well together too i could see them fanboying over spider-man and spider-man mm-hmm. like having to you know be an adult yeah. for the first time kind of thing. It, yes. it could create a really cool dynamic for all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, just throw that out there. Throw that into Hollywood. Let it be known that we want it. <laughs> yep, yep. But super cool. Um, even if, yeah, like a 30-minute short would be cool. I don't know. <laughs> just let us have it. We need more of that. Yeah. Uh, that's all that I watch movies-wise, though. So we get into the movie news. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple of trailers here uh godzilla minus one got a full trailer looks like yeah. what we expected godzilla minus one to look like back to its roots yeah it, yeah it's it reminds me of like so i watched shin godzilla a couple years ago and basically uh-huh. that still had that like low budgetness of you know like an old godzilla movie mm-hmm. and had some kind of silliness to it that i'm just like okay yeah it was kind of hard to take seriously sometimes but that feeling of it of Godzilla being like a natural disaster was definitely there. Yeah. Um, this feels like that times a hundred. You know, like this feels like what that almost should have been. Mm-hmm. There's just and so it doesn't more... look bad, right? Like art, like CGI wise, the CGI doesn't look. The quality of the whole movie looks amazing. Like yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. And I saw uh, the trailer nationwide in December 1st. I'm like, ooh, like this better play at my theater. <laughs> it is I interesting how close it looks to uh, America's Godzilla at this point. Yeah, it's he's huge, just like, you know, like, it's yeah. like they've taken some influence by it, you know, or from it. Yeah, I almost wish they were connected. I know Shelly would cringe at that, but. Uh. <laughs> I think they should. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool yeah have different department like I different mean, you can definitely uh, do stuff with monarch and everything i mean it's all yeah. owned by toho you know like we're over here making the... him a, vi- a hero and then it's the same godzilla destroying japan and they're like i mean for real that's what america has done to godzilla for so long is try to make him this hero thing you know and then it's so weird yeah um but yeah no it looks it looks really with, good with the old movies it's more of like oh godzilla is just the lesser of two evils so like yeah <laughs> yeah uh if you like old school godzillas and you want like that's what you want the new godzilla to be i think this is yeah. gonna be the move for you uh obviously it is uh japanese made so it is dubbed um or would be dubbed or subtitled however you want to view it um but it looks legit it does and the other one i almost question whether or not to put this in here um because it's very much just like a cody movie uh, I don't think it's going to pop off. I don't think it's going to do super well in theaters or anything. <laughs> uh, but there's a movie called Boudicca, Queen of War. Um, and it is about Celtics fighting Romans. Uh, they're like old school, like ancient barbaric uh, Celtics. Yeah. Uh, Boudicca apparently was their like goddess guardian thing. Um, and so a woman takes up that mantle and uh, fights the Romans. It's very Viking looking. There are actors from the Vikings TV show in it. Um mm-hmm. And I'm sold. <laughs> it looks so good. Looks like a fun movie, yeah. Yeah, I will. I will enjoy it, but it's very much like a Cody movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, it, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, it just reminds me of this indie game I played a while back um, called Wolverblade, and it was all about the Celtic Celtics versus the Romans, and oh, there was cool, just cool, this yeah. crazy. 
there's this crazy twist at the end where it's like, oh, it's called Wolverblade and their ancestors are wolves. So then it's like, you literally turn into like a werewolf and just like totally destroy the Romans at the end of the game. It's legit. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Another thing that went on a trailer for or anything, but it's in the works, is Stray. Yeah. Um, they're making a movie. Uh, and Stray, for those who don't remember, is that video game about a cat where you literally play as a cat. Super chill game. You just wander mm-hmm. around the city um being pet by robots and stuff yep Uh. Yep. it's very very much making discoveries i called it uh my cat's favorite video game because i saw when the game first came out there was videos of people getting like you know they were catching video of of their cats reacting to the game and i'll have to post this somewhere but i got one of my cat a few weeks ago and she literally like tried to jump into the tv screen Um, oh no it was hilarious like she didn't hurt herself or anything but it was just it was funny (laughs) Um, but I mean, I, from having played that game myself, I think the movie could be a really chill art piece as from Annapurna who also, they publish the game, but they also distribute movies as well. Mm -hmm. And so they have their animation department that they just started as well. So, and they're led by former Disney animation executives, Robert Baird and Andrew Milston. So it's, it's perfect. I feel like if you want to. Especially if you want to cross over your property, your pro- game properties with like movie properties and stuff, like this feels use like the, the same right animation way. company. This feels like the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Use the same, you know, use another branch of your same company. Um, I'm really hoping it's about the cat, and it's not like I don't really care about the characters around the cat that much. Um, there really isn't any characters around the cat specifically. You're I just worry with a movie that they're going to be like, we have to make some characters. Make characters. Yeah. They're like, it's more about them. I don't need Godzilla. Yeah. We just talked about Godzilla. First Godzilla movie in the United States where you mm. got 15 minutes of Godzilla and then a bunch of people. Um, I want the cat the whole time. There is just, like a robot thing. I think you do talk, like the kid that does talk to the cat, that kind of guides the cat because that's where like the harness thing comes from. Um, okay. But other than that, like, I think maybe, like, the, the misadventures of, like, that robot thing and the cat. I think that that's all you need right there. Yeah. Because it's, like, I... this, like, little floating, like, drone robot thing that talks to you. Well, just a really chill, like, super long mm. uh, Love, Death, and Robots episode. Yeah. One of the fun ones. Not one of the scary, terrible ones. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause terrible the world in a good is way. Kind I don't of, mean terrible. The world is kind of, kind of dreary, you know, but even mm-hmm. though it is a peaceful game, you just go through along this world and just, just like, you know, learn things about it. And... Yeah. What happened I to want and stuff. to end up watch like I want to be, I want to be crying at the end of this movie, yeah. but I yeah. want there to be very little dialogue and we're just like oh wow that was an adventure. Uh, mm-hmm. like, I want to go on a journey with yeah. this stray. <coughs> uh, we'll see if that's what they do. I hope that's what they do. I have trust that they probably. I mean, Annapurna is good at making you know those smaller movies. They're good at make. They're really good at publishing these smaller indie games, and so I think they'll. I haven't seen or I haven't seen whether any of their previous anim- animated work has come out yet because I think they have two projects done, but I feel like you know they're pretty good at the other things they do, so I imagine this will be pretty decent too. I would be okay if this was released by A twenty four. That. That's funny. <laughs> I don't want to be too mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from there we'll get into uh, the TV uh, stuff, TV stuff that we've been watching um you started ahsoka right yes so i had to play catch up a little bit because uh-huh. i went through this phase where maybe for a good couple of weeks i really was having trouble watching tv like i was struggling to like barely stay awake through an episode of anything i watched so I'm the other day watching ahsoka right now oh yeah so the other day i i i basically was like you know what i've been playing a lot of video games let me just take a break i even did some drawing or whatever while i watched it <laughs> But I watched, I finished the last six or seven episodes of Rebels, which absolutely emotionally destroyed me. Um, (laughs) Because there are, oh, like, it just makes me sad that there are characters in Rebels that people who just started Ahsoka will never get to see. Like Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus is my favorite Star Wars character of all time. And he is so instrumental to that crew from Rebels that he's not in Ahsoka. Like, oh, it's just, yeah, it was so good. And then... You know, for those of you just being introduced to, like, well, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so for those of you <laughs> being introduced to characters that are just showing up, that, mm-hmm. like, we got to know through watching Rebels. It's just like, oh, like, it just, watching the way Rebels ended made me, it's like, man, there's people that I feel like that missed out. Um, 
And it sucks that, yes, you are going to have to watch a few seasons of a show to even make those connections, but I feel like it, it would be worth it. Um, so Rebels, uh, Rebels is good. I'm finishing that. Um, Ahsoka, I've watched about an episode and a half. Um, and it's really trippy to see those characters in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, but it, it's almost like the casting was really good too. I love so, Chopper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Chopper's, yeah, Chopper's great. He's, he's another character in Rebels that's like, yeah. uh, like. Chopper's he's amazing. Sa- he's sassy. He's like the sassiest droid like you'll ever like be introduced to. And then um, getting Tenet to come back as Hu Yang. Yes, yes, it is so good. Um, yeah, um, I, I like it though. And watching parts of it makes me like. There's certain parts where I feel like it doesn't feel like they filmed a, like the whole thing on a green screen, like other you know Star Wars mm-hmm. shows have in the past. Um, it feels very practical. Parts of it feel like they're channeling like original trilogy vibes, also, and then parts of it just feel like the sequel that. Like, it feels like the sequel trilogy, like, we should have got, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I saw an article that I really loved, and mentioned this, and I kind of agree with it, is that uh, mm-hmm. instead of retconning the sequel trilogy, uh, it's almost as if Filoni is kind of um, just making it irrelevant. So, yeah, and I, I haven't really got to... Yeah, that's true, yeah, because now we have Mandalorian, and we have all these other things, and Andor and everything, and now this, it's like... Yeah, we don't really have to... It almost feels like we don't have to care about the sequel trilogy. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Like, I'm way more invested in this story than I ever was. Like, this yeah. overarching story, not just Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. Than I was the sequel stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's good. And, and I know there's, like... I've legit been spoiled fully on, like, the later stuff. And that's mm-hmm. also my fault. But also, there were literally um, commercials in the middle of football games that, like, spoiled... Yeah the biggest parts and i'm just like that's like i get you're trying to get people to watch your show but like wow um like i was even careful on the podcast (laughs) yeah and so now um it's just like i'm glad that i caught up and watched it and there's like other shows i need to catch up on now too so you're how many episodes in now i'm like two maybe like two episodes episodes in. in yeah um it's good though. I like. I, I'm liking it, and I'm and I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. I know there's still like an episode or two that needs to come out. I think um, two episodes. Yep. Well, as of yeah, so, you're right because once this released, it'll only be one. Yep. As far as this, when this goes live, so um, I'm I'm excited. I I love it. My wife has said that it's her favorite Star Wars show. I'm still going to Andor um, mm. as my favorite. Uh, but the biggest thing that I love about the show is that. It proved so many people that I talk to personally. I don't know if this is the broader uh, community, but everyone that I talk to, and I've said this before on the podcast, was like, it's great. Star Wars is great when there are no Jedi and like no fantasy stuff is what they meant by that. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. proves that so wrong. Um, and you're not caught up yet, but it gets even yeah. like more into the high fantasy side of things. Yeah. Uh, we basically had space hobbits the other day. Um, and I won't say much more than that. Um, yeah. you can interpret that as you like. Um, but like, it was amazing. I felt like I was watching awesome. like Lord of the Rings in space and that was exactly <laughs> what I want out of Star Wars. That's super cool. Yeah. It's its own kind of genre. And I feel like Star Wars is always kind of, um, uh, flirted with that idea, but they've never like yeah. taken that concept to the extreme. And, uh, Filoni is kind of just letting that loose right now and i, I hope that they continue to do so yeah <laughs> yeah it's been good I'm, I'm glad that i caught up on it because if i binge it a little more maybe i'll catch up next week or something but I'm, yeah I'm on, I'm on board with it it's really good i'll also say i'm this was my uh, a bummer realization that i realized a couple days ago uh, mm. so balance skull is uh one of the villains in the show and yeah. uh he is probably one of the most interesting Star Wars characters I've ever, like, he's the most interesting Star Wars character I've seen so far in any Star mm-hmm. Wars thing. Like, he's just, he's complicated, he's this dark Jedi, um, yeah. and so, like, figuring out what that means, what exactly he is, um, yep. he is, like, so, it, and Ray Stevenson plays the role so well that, like, you can see this conflict within him of, he's, like, he's, yeah, he thinks that everything's, the world is so simple and everything is so like 
easy to understand, but he's so complicated himself. Yeah. Um, it's and you'll get to explore that a little bit more. Uh, Ray Stevenson did so well, and I was like, no, I, we need more of him. And he passed away more. in May. Yep, he did. The, the I first have episode. No idea. The first episode says for our friend Ray. Yeah, I and didn't catch talking, that. They're not talking about. They're not talking about Ray Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I saw that come up, but I didn't know who that was. Um, yeah. And so I'm actually like, I wanted to look You're up like, the actor later on. Oh. Yeah. Like, man, he is he does has done so well and i it's so crazy to me because i'm not saying that because he's passed away like i was so excited about this character before he passed yeah. um and so when you hear people say that you know balen skull's their favorite star wars character and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you're like oh maybe people are saying that just because he passed and i know that kind of happens um legitimately and truly uh his complexity with his acting and stuff has really brought this character to life um mm-hmm. in such cool cool ways so yeah. so much nuance but I'm excited uh, to watch more. yeah ahsoka uh dave filoni give dave filoni star wars yeah uh, and give him someone who can tell him no i feel like that would be good um but <laughs> let, it, let it not be kathleen kennedy let somebody else tell him like yeah sometimes someone's got to tell him no but right now uh the dude is killing it um yep. And it's not just when he brings characters that we know back. Like I said, this Balin Skull guy. Um, that's a character and, that's never been in anything before. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. And then um, the entire concept of the season, I won't dive too in, deep into, but it was a really creative idea. Uh, and if you want to be like, well, that was done in Rebels. Um, that was also Filoni. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't done until like the last couple episodes also. So Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this guy really like has done well with Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I trust breaking, him. Breaking open Star Wars in a way that I feel like nobody else could get away with. Mm-hmm. Really breaking open that universe, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he is one to like really go in and let uh, the different genres of things happen. Mm-hmm. But okay. Uh, <laughs> another thing that you were watching. Did you finish it? Was a uh, One Piece. The animated? Oh, the I haven't action? finished. I haven't finished it, but um, like you said, you've had a rough good. time watching some shows lately. Yeah, no, um, I watched the first couple episodes of that, and I just never been back to it. But it's good though. Well, they are must be good. They're getting a season two. Uh, it's been. I am excited for that because even there's fans that have even been positive on it, and I'm just like, yes, we don't have to dump on every th- adaptation that comes out, like yeah and it's and it's not and it's nothing amazing you know it's nothing but it's faithful as as it can be as much as it can be and i think it's cool to see the i think positive they want 12 reviews. seasons or something like that maybe it was eight seasons i can't Ooh. remember um the po- the positive reception around it is is exciting to me yeah for sure yeah um either this is i'm really excited about is uh, our last news piece werewolf by night which is marvel's werewolf by night uh, mm-hmm. is getting a color uh, re-release yeah. in uh, October. And for those who don't know, it was kind of this like horror rest. They, they released it for Halloween. Um, yep. It was such a cool thing. And it is a black and white. Um, oh, it's premiere on Hulu September 15th. That's weird. Um, yeah. I would say, oh, is that like a European ad or something? Because Disney Plus and Hulu. Disney the World by Night were premiere on Hulu on September 15th. Uh, oh, Wait. the black and white version re-released in color on Disney Plus. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, history on Hulu tomorrow until October thirty-first. Now it's Yeah, okay. Make sure I get my facts straight here. Um, yeah. And then October twentieth, it'll be on Disney Plus in color, which is a cool thing. Like you don't need it. It's yeah. really good in black and white. If you haven't seen it black and white, I would tell you to do that first. It's fascinating. Um, like it's really interesting to watch stuff like that. Yeah, and for me, I I don't do it a lot, uh, but I like having seasonal movies or shows or mm-hmm. things. Uh, I haven't watched Hawkeye during the Christmas season, but in my head, like I want to every Christmas yeah. watch Hawkeye. Um, yeah. But this gives me a reason to do this. Like, there's, I'm much more likely to go watch Werewolf by Night in color now that it's different mm-hmm. uh, than I would have just like going back to the black and white version. Yeah, the only one that I'm really 
uh, big about, and I haven't done it in a few years now, is Independence Day. Oh, yeah. I used to watch Independence Day on the 4th of July every year. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Van Helsing became that movie for me in Halloween. Like, for whatever reason, for the last couple years, I've watched that movie, and it's like, I'm probably going to watch it again this year. Yeah, it's cool. Um... Yeah, like I said, I would definitely suggest if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and watch it in uh, Black and White first. It hasn't done anything. Like, there's no payoff yet. Um, no reason to watch it. It's not connected to anything yeah. quite yet. But it's fun. Yeah. Really. It's a good watch. Mm-hmm. Really well done. And for a Marvel thing, when you think of, like, MCU, that makes it really kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and neat. But that is all of the news television um are you doing anything else this week nope that's it cool um where can they find you at you can find me on instagram and twitter and tiktok at lj the paladin you can find me on instagram at cody armor keep gaming keep praying god bless peace We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.